Hey everyone, this is Dan with Spiritual Underground Podcast coming to you from the 2021 Sober Dudes Deer Hunt down at the Fargo Hunt Club. Um, we got, there, there's, we're missing one guy, he went home early. Uh, but he told a story and we're going to try to put it together here and see if we can, what happened to him this morning when he went out hunting. And uh, part of the reason that he's not here right now is uh, part of this story. So, uh, <clears throat> dude's name is Bruce. And he took off this morning, and you know I was dragging behind because I was wanting to make sure the shut the the building is locked down and ready to go, so that when everybody goes, it'll when, it, when people come back, it'll be still warm in here and the generator's still running and everything. And he must have come back in the cabin for getting shit like five times, uh, and then finally he left. Don't have to go in a row. Bruce run, usually run late because he's got to make five trips to the outhouse. Uh, but today he was just forgetting all his stuff. Uh, I think he left his gun here once. Oh, man, that Bruce. I tell you what, boy. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm inviting him next year. Man, you know what? He drank up all my bangs. And he borrowed a bunch of my stuff and he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he stopped by my truck and got my gun and didn't tell me about it. So I'll go out there to get my gun, and it is missing. So I didn't even get to hunt. Can't believe he took your gun. That is completely outrageous, man, because when I got up this morning to go out the door and put my boots on, they were gone, and I was like, where the hell did my boots go, bro? <laughs> um, I know I brought them. Uh, went out and looked in your truck for them, and no boots. Damn. So. Every time I bring a guy, you know, I tell them they don't have to buy anything because if they will let me know, I can pretty much completely outfit a new hunter uh, with boots, coveralls, a gun. You don't have to have anything. And, you know, it was the first time he wanted to try hunting. He never had, you know, didn't grow up in a family like I did and, and learned to hunt when he was a kid. So he wanted to try it. Well, uh, he said he walked out the driveway. He said he walked out the driveway and he took a left towards the, uh, towards the number one field. Uh, it was still dark when he left, and he was walking down the old, the, the, what we call the, uh, damn, what do we call that? Slow the lower road. road. Man, I just blanked out on that, the lower road towards the number one field. Uh, I was watching him go for a little bit, but he disappeared pretty quick because he didn't have any orange on. Uh, I guess he thought he didn't need to bring that either. He forgot his orange. I, I seen him walking down there. He had, what, three different kinds of camo on, number one, and then... I saw him go over the hill, and I heard his gun go off four or five times. Like, he was shooting at something on the run. I don't know what he was shooting at. I think it was a squirrel. I don't know if he was deer hunting, squirrel hunting. I don't know what he was doing. He was just shooting at anything that would freaking move. And it wasn't even daylight yet. It was actually me, because I was on my way out there just to pray and meditate, because I didn't have no fucking gun. So I was going to go out there and just sit in the woods and chill, and he thought I was a fucking deer. I can't believe it. That's crazy. I thought he was shooting at me for a minute. Um, I was in the tree stand not too far from him. Uh, I got in self climber and got up a tree a couple hundred yards away. And as I was going up the tree, once I got up to the top to where I was at, I, I had my, my bag tied onto the rope and I was pulling it up and the damn rope, the knot came out of the rope on my bag and it fell on a hard shots. And I was like, what the hell is this? What is going on? And I don't even know what happened, man. Uh, absolutely crazy. Well, uh, some dude shoot at movement. Somebody, there's people that die every year during turkey and deer season someplace in this country when somebody is shot at movement. 
uh, you know, he said after he had that problem that when he went finally got to where he was going to climb up into his tree stand, he forgot to tie the string onto his gun. Hmm. Uh, and he said he was trying to, he had a little device and he was trying to drop it down there and hook it on the gun. So after all that shooting, uh, he finally got his gun up in the tree and, uh, he was, uh, Thoughtful enough to have his gun unloaded when he climbed up the tree, but uh, what he didn't realize is he's fired up all his ammo, shooting at nothing. <laughs> he told me he was he was sitting up there, man, and he said he saw the biggest buck he ever saw in his whole life come walking right up to him, and he didn't even have a bullet. He said he was going to throw his gun at the deer. He didn't even know what to do. He just started yelling at it, "Fuck you!" And I yelled, fuck you back, because it was me. I climbed up that fucking tree stand. I kicked his ass out of the tree stand. He hit the ground and bounced twice. So, since I dropped my bag, I had to come out of the tree stand to get my bag. And as I was coming down, I hear all these fuck yous and screaming and hollering, and I see Shane stomping across the woods. And I had no idea what was going on. I thought he had something. I thought he had one down and was just excited, and it turns out he was just pissed because he was getting shot at. Well, after a little while, everybody finally did all the, you know, and this is opening day of firearm season in Indiana, and all this ruckus is going, and we're trying down her hunt. We got this yahoo doing what he's doing. Uh, but it did finally quiet down, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> we all we all went out and had our best hunts we could, except for Shane. He, he had trouble getting the hunt in today, but uh, we were all back here, and Bruce come walking back up the trail. What, the, what do you know? What the fuck he had? About the same time, here come a car down the driveway, and it was, we weren't expecting anybody else. Uh, apparently, uh, somebody had uh, turned us turned us into the DNR uh, of suspected illegal hunting. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've seen a few little illegal activities going on around here. You know, I've seen a few people using guns they weren't supposed to use. I saw a couple piles of corn by some tree stands, and you know, I just. Thought I'd better call the DNR and have him come check it out. I thought probably Shane probably did it. So I just wanted to double check and make sure they needed to take his gun or take his truck. You know what I mean? Keep it real. It's honest. Honesty is the best policy, Shane. Just, you know. It is. And to be honest, he, he had a bald eagle on his back. <laughs> <laughs> he shot a bald eagle. And DNR's coming down the driveway. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I got me a turkey for Thanksgiving. I said, that's not a fucking turkey. <laughs> thunder, that's not no thunder chicken. That's a fucking eagle. Oh, man. Uh, I missed that part. <laughs> I missed the turkey, uh, the, the turkey, not turkey eagle. <laughs> that's uh, that's why DNR was here then. That's pretty mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Travis. That's absolutely nuts. How does that make you feel, Travis? Well, that uh, conservation officer was not very happy when he saw what was going on down here. Uh, he had already been had reported potential illegal stuff going on down here. And he pulls up and Bruce has got a damn bald eagle over his shoulder. <laughs> so the cons- uh, what, did you hear what the conservation officer said? No, I didn't. I was doing. I'm, I'm pitching softball. I know, man. Left and right. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine what a conservation <laughs> officer would say to somebody who just killed a bull. <laughs> if the DNR isn't here, they're coming now when they hear this. <laughs> yeah, I think. He-
Hey everyone, this is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast coming to you from the Fargo Hunt Club with the 2021 Sober Dudes Deer Hunt. Deer Camp, something like that. I think it's a deer hunt. I can't remember. Uh, S-D-D-H. That's what it is. I can remember the acronym. Um, let me put in a couple commercials real quick. 12-Step Spiritual Recovery is a book by James Christopher Cohn. It is the 12 Steps for Everyone. It's the great compendium, the uh, magnum opus, the maximum prime version of the 12 Steps. Uh, it can be found on Amazon, and it comes in a f- couple different ways. You can get it on uh, Kindle. You can get the full volume, or you can get a volume one and a volume two. Uh, if you want to hear a few chapters of it, I have that here on the podcast in audio form. So if you can get a taste of it for hear my Southern Indiana hillbilly dialect, uh, reading that book and get a little taste of it. Thanks to Darren Frank for allowing me to use his music on this podcast. That's what you hear coming in and going out most of the time. Uh, so now and again, I have guests and uh, Travis is here today. So I, who knows? He might even get that guitar out. We might use a little of it. Um, so we changed it up this year a little bit couple things happened you know this and, and it reminded me that this is a shame reminded me this is a fourth year we've been doing this uh, i had three in my head and i think i have three in my head because i know that this would be the third podcast i don't think the first one we i wasn't podcasting yet and we didn't record it and the other thing was is we typically did this on the second weekend of gun season oh uh, it has pluses and minuses both directions on that but just to be speak completely freely the reason that <clears throat> i've had it on the second weekend is because my brother Neil was still drinking at the time, and uh, and I would use the second weekend instead of hogging up the first weekend with sober dudes down here. Uh, well, Neil's got a couple years of sobriety now, so he can join us, and we, uh, we talked to him, and we moved it back, so we're on opening weekend this year. Uh, one of the downsides of opening weekend is that when we get here on Friday, the guys that come from Kentucky have bought firearm licenses uh, have to wait till Saturday to hunt. So, I don't know, we can keep on adjusting this and figure out what works best for us over the years. But uh, we're down here on opening weekend of uh, the 2021 deer firearm season in Indiana. And uh, I'll just let everybody go around and introduce themselves rather than me to say who they are. So, go ahead. Shane Gibson, alcoholic addict. How's it going, man? It's going great. <laughs> Warming up, finally. It was cold out there today. I had to come in around 11. And you got the... Uh, the warming up blurry eyes. Do I, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been itching them, too. I've, I've got some dust or something. Yeah, and the dryness in here, I think, too, from the wood stove. Uh, yeah. That's part of the reason to have that water going and stuff. I do think that makes a difference when you leave some water it on does. there. But it, that wood stove dries, it dries the hell out of you. Right. And all the smoke that we let escape out yeah. as well. Hey, my name is LJ, and I am <clears throat> definitely an alcoholic. Um, yeah. We can move that for you if you need a little bit better. Want me to move this guy? No, it's good. I'll just scoot him closer to Shane. I'll sit on his lap if I need to. Come on over. If any of that needs to be adjusted, man, and to make it better for you, just feel free to do that. Then you can pull it over here like that. Works for me. Sorry, I interrupted you. It's all right. It's all right. It's my fault. Um, How's it been going this weekend so far? It's been great. Uh, Like you said, the Kentucky thing, um, being from Kentucky and coming down here at 830 yesterday morning kind of drove me nuts. uh, Sitting in the recliner, just staring out the picture window, um, dying to get in the woods. Dying to get in the woods. We come last year and we could hunt the minute we got here. And that's the thing about coming on the second weekend. So, uh, so. uh, you guys know Shane, you guys know LJ, and the next guy up is Travis. We'll save the the newcomer for, for last so he can get a gist on what we do. What's up, everybody? Travis, alcoholic. 
So how was your weekend? It's been great, man. It's been a great, great weekend. I love being down here. Love being with you guys. Love hanging out. So Travis has a dad. His family has a, a farm just right up the road from here, uh, which he's been uh, doing most of his hunting there. Uh, but it doesn't take long. But we still he just still comes, hangs out with the camaraderie here, and uh, shoots up the road. And uh, I think he was hunting really with your dad this weekend, right? Yeah, I mean it's kind he's of he's over there. Kind of one of those things that opening weekend we kind of. Opening weekend of gun season, we always hunt together. Well, we didn't for a long time because it wasn't really important to me. You know, yeah. it is important to me again now. So it's one of those things I want to kind of keep that uh, bond between us. You know, the family reassembled. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Real cool. Speaking of family reassembled, the next guest is my brother Neil. How's it going, man? Good, good. Uh, Neil, alcoholic. Uh, just another great weekend down here at hunt camp. Uh, cool to be down here with some guys that I'm not usually down here with. Uh, I believe I've met all three of you at least once, but it's usually in passing. Never really spent any time with you. So uh, it's been cool having you down here. Yeah, that is. Uh, there's something about men getting together on doing this on this weekend, man. It's something I've always wanted. And, and when we first started coming, we did that. Um, and it was mostly my dad's friends. You know, it was Jim Costin and Larry Harder and Frank Stein. Frank Stein, and I still wish Frank's middle name was something like Nathan, so it could be Frank Einstein. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, over the years, Dad does say to me, you know, we have we had like some dry spells or whatever. Or, you know, I don't really know. I I, don't, I really can't put an explanation. I'll try to around it, but we'll be sitting down here, me and Dad, and he says, "Won't you ask some of your buddies to come?" And I always really, my thing is, is like, people aren't going to want to do that. But in, in truth of the matter is, part of it was because of the price of Kentucky tags. And all my, all my friends that wouldn't want to come are Kentucky residents and uh, for getting non-resident tags. And there also was a thing in my head that just told me that people wouldn't want to drive all the way down here just for that. Uh, the truth of the matter is, there's not too many people in our circles that hunt. That's... Uh, getting to be seen a smaller and smaller thing it seemed like when i was in my 20s i knew 25 30 guys that hunted you know and now i know four (laughs) (laughs) so uh we just like to get together and talk a little bit about recovery and talk a little bit about what we've um, we've had this weekend we would like to have like some meat on the meat pole but that's what uh you know the proverbial that's why they call it hunting you know if it was just killing that we call it killing (laughs) let's go killing (laughs) <laughs> this weekend but uh haven't seen much this weekend haven't seen much at all i thought it'd be a lot better weather you can't there's nothing to blame it on unless you wanted to come off with something to blame it on luck of the draw uh you never know uh you can't time it right every year uh, well, some years it's warm and i can say it's too fucking warm <laughs> <laughs> last year it was sometimes raining. it's raining i yeah. can say it rained all damn weekend yeah. i've got no excuses this weekend yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, last year it rained uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you know we blamed it on the weather. Yeah. That'd be my first year hunting down here, hunting at all. Um, it was still awesome though. You know what I mean? Just yep. just to have this camaraderie, this bond, and it was just awesome, man. And this weekend was it seemed like the perfect it's, it's perfect setup for deer. Uh, lots of shots in the woods, just nothing near where I was. Oh. <laughs> I think I've seen over, I've been here since Wednesday. 
Uh, I typically take a week off and come down here at some point, but I busted it up this year and I come down and made some long weekends rather than a solid week off. And I came down Wednesday and, and have been here since then. And I think I've seen six deer in that many days. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a reason for it. Uh, some of us grow up hunting, some of us don't. LJ, you didn't grow up hunting at all, did you? I did not. I did not. It's um, like your second time hunting period? No, oh, because you went turkey hunting with, yeah, uh, yeah. with, Travis, with Travis in the springtime. Right? Mm-hmm. So this makes number three in the hunting book for me. Um, you always been a fisherman. I always, man, since I was dad took you five years old, my, me and my dad, he made it a, a, a point to take me every Sunday. We'd go to a lake every Sunday. And typically he, he worked in, in, a, in the garage, so he had a lot of friends with, with farms and property and stuff. So he usually always had three or four guys that had a lake and didn't mind us going out there. So yeah. we always talked about hunting. You know, we always talked about getting in the woods together, and it just never, just never happened. Never happened. Yeah, Shane grew up hunting. Yeah, I grew up hunting with my dad. Uh, with a little farm not too far from where we live, and uh, my family used to run cattle on it, and uh, so we used to get to hunt, go over and go hunting. And I loved it. I just loved being in the woods. Yeah, you know? so deer hunt was just the thing y'all did. I yeah, it's like yeah. same thing here. You know, it didn't seem like anything special. Although I, I didn't have many friends that went hunting. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I any. Tell people that I, I was going friends. hunting. <laughs> Uh, but you know, you classmates and stuff, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if you can really classify them as friends or whatever, but I don't remember any of my classmates that, that, no, that, uh-uh. that went hunting. Me neither. Uh, Travis had grown up hunting, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, hunting, really just deer hunting alone. I mean, deer hunting when I was a kid is like religion. Um, you know, and, and uh, something I did with my dad since I was a kid, something we always did together. I mean, we weren't big on hunting like rabbits or squirrels or anything like that it was always just deer it's just an obsession with deer i think you know that that he kind of passed on to me yeah we chased around quite a bit of stuff you know we'd rabbit hunt we had a big old stretch in our lives where we spent a lot of time uh, waterfowl hunting duck hunting and goose hunting yep and uh there's times that we go do that and i would take a gun with me to deer hunt with and dad and his buddies would stay in the duck blind and like around patoka lake here and you can just walk up in the woods. It's uh, there's a so many yard core of engineer buffer all the way around that lake, so you can pull up at any bank at that lake and walk up in the woods and hunt. Nice. And uh, so that's usually what you know. Not usually. After a while, when I like figured out I could do that, uh, got to that age where I didn't want to sit in the duck blind all day long. Uh, and I could do both. You know, take a shotgun and you know take the gun for both and do a little of both. Yeah, dual action. So that was uh, pretty good. Neil, did you grow up hunting? Yeah, I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, you were with me most times. Uh, <laughs> you got a couple years head start on me. Uh, I don't think I actually started bow hunting for deer till I was 14. Uh, but I remember squirrel hunting when I was probably less than 10. Uh, yeah, we, and we got, into, got into archery. We started bow hunting when I was, I think the first season I hunted, I was 14. Uh, I don't think I started firearms hunting until I was 16 or 17. Um and it was the same deal. It was down here in Patoka, usually Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, had choice go to the duck blind or go into the woods. Uh, missed one of the biggest bucks I've ever seen in my life down there uh, on one of those weekends. Uh, shot and missed. Nervous kid. Uh, but yeah, and then had a couple year break. Uh, took off uh, for military for a couple years. When I got back, uh, I remember Friday after work at Fort Knox, I was, was hightail it to the cabin. 
and uh, during deer season, people were Reeves, where are you going on the weekends? I'm going hunting. See you later. Uh, it, I was the only person I was uh, in my unit that, that lived close to where we were stationed. And, you know, most people were like, oh, it's an 18-hour drive for me to get home. I'm like, I can go home and do laundry and be back for supper. Uh, <laughs> but that was cool. So after I actually got out, um, uh, started, it was uh, in town and could hunt with without the restrictions of, uh, of duty and all that. So... Uh, yeah, pretty much been deer hunting ever since. Uh, it was the first few years of stuff. It seems we were always borrowing somebody else's property to hunt out of. Uh, we didn't own our own. And then uh, was it '98? We bought this place '99. So when we built the cabin. Yep. Uh, and so since then, uh, didn't have to ask permission. Just had to coordinate with the other other members of the the, the party, the ownership, uh, which that was never difficult to do. And that's exactly what Dad said to me one day. He said. Uh, you know, we're always having to go hunt off somebody else's place. Why don't we get our own place? Like, well, that sounds like a great <laughs> idea to me. <laughs> you <Right>. buying? Uh, <laughs> you, off, and, off you buy? Yep. And uh, he had already scoped out. Usually when he would come to me with some kind of idea like that, he already had an uh, idea about what was that happened. And, and this property down here, this 40 acres next to us, well, it was always known as Mook's Place. And I was just going to say, I remember coming down and I bow hunted a lot out of Mook's Place with Dad. But I don't ever remember you coming. Um, like I said, I I think I was I fourteen, and and that was when um, I started bow hunting. I remember coming down here when I was a little kid. I learned yeah, how to shoot a rifle when yeah. I was like six years old down there. Yeah, I remember coming down and just jacking but, around. But like uh, during the hunting season, and you know, Mook didn't. I don't think really care too much for me being here because he didn't. You know, I've told that story before where I was out blowing crow call all morning, and he happened to be in a tree stand down the ridge from me. And when we got back to his cabin, he said. Who had that crow call? Well, I was all happy because, man, I was like feeling like a professional level crow caller that day. And I had every crow in Orange County in the, <laughs> in the trees above me. And my next door neighbor hunting down the ridge wasn't real happy about that. And I, when I, he said, who's, who's got the crow call? And I was like, me. And he told Dad, get that kid, get the fuck out of here, and don't ever come back. <laughs> and we did. And we did. Uh, and But we ended up that dad found this two and a half acres and you can see it on that on it so it's mm-hmm. got that little piece hanging off the side there on uh two and a half acres and bought this next to that uh and you know you think about doing that starting out with two and a half acres but then later on mook ended up having a drop foot syndrome or whatever where he couldn't hook up his toes when he walked his yeah. toes dropped down yeah. and this is no place for that no and uh he ended up wanting to sell the place and uh and, and we bought it. It's about time Grandma died. Dad got some money. Yeah. Da da da. Here we are in uh, paradise. I'm glad to be able to share it with friends. Now it's turned into a whole thing, right? Me and Shane come down here turkey hunting. Maybe we need to do big. Maybe we need to expand the turkey hunting weekend. Yeah. Uh, Sounds good to me. That would be and, nice. Uh, and then of course, uh, <clears throat> been having Fourth of July party down here. That's been pretty popular. And of course, the uh, men's retreats that I have every year too. So. I uh, never would have thought that that's what this place was going to turn into. And of course, I do all my fist steps down here. Speaking of fist steps, me and Travis has to get one scheduled up. We had to wait till after deer season a little bit. But uh, we can do a fist step tonight if you want. Whatever. You tell me. <laughs> so, um, that's a little bit of everybody. I welcome Neil to the podcast. He hasn't been on before. The other guys have. And uh, 
it's kind of funny being in front of the microphone to some extent. Uh, usually once we get going, though, the, what I tell my guests is after a few minutes, the microphone disappears. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the guys that have been on it a few times, I think Shane's been on like a fucking dozen of them or something. Uh, you kind of figure it out. So we started off with a dumb little story because I wanted a sound check, and I don't know if that'll make the podcast or not. But, uh, Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> I think those will, you know, we practice that kind of thing. We come up, you know, don't hit you so cold, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we can make a story out of that. Mm. The bald ego angle, I really like that. Yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that maybe that uh, Neil would say that, the, you know what that conservation officer said? What? He said, oh, cool. Those taste just like chicken. <laughs> or something of that like nature. Yeah. I heard they taste like owl. Yeah, spotted owl. <laughs> spotted owl. That people, yeah, that's a favorite thing. Like somebody says, what's that taste like? Well, I heard it tastes like bald eagle. <laughs> How do you know what bald eagle tastes like? It tastes just like owl. <laughs> yeah. So. You said uh, earlier, you know, about the Kentucky boys having to, you know, spend $150 on their tags or whatever. And, you know, that to me is, is, is nothing, you know, just to be able to come here and hang out with you all, just the, the fun that I have here. It doesn't matter if I get anything yeah. or not. I'll eat that tag. That's fine with me. And it's not money wasted to me. So and to think about the money we used to waste first off, <coughs> mm-hmm. if you right. throw that in there. And mm-hmm. my other little comparison is, is that, uh, you know, if we were all golf players, we all played golf and we went and played golf for a weekend like we're hunting, mm-hmm. you'd spend more on that golf. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You can spend that taking a family four out to dinner. Yeah. yeah or, you sure. know, uh, most people, even if it's just husband and wife, go out to dinner Friday and Saturday night, you mm-hmm. blow that real easy. Yep. Yeah. So it really ain't bad. And that's, I guess that's that stinking thinking stuff, you know, where I just, I don't know. I guess it's, it kind of goes back to where I say, you know, uh, inside, all I really, you know, I, I just wanted to be a part of, you know, and that's what I was trying to do my, through my drinking and everything else was just to be a part of. And so, like, when these ideas come across my wavelength, same thing with the retreat. When I first thought about the retreat, uh, I thought, there ain't nobody's going to want to drive all the way down there for a dang on retreat. And now I've got to have the invite only because everybody wants to come. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, you said, man, it's it's a, it's a little slice of paradise out here, man. And that's, that's a fact. Um, <clears throat> like you were talking about the retreat. I get something out of, I get something every single time I come out here, you know, whether, whether I, you know, like Shane was saying with the deer tags, whether we get a, a deer or not, doesn't matter. I got what I came here for yeah. this year, for sure. Yeah. For yeah, sure. You pretty much have to walk into hunting with that, because if you don't walk into hunting with that attitude, uh, it's that old expectation thing, man. Yeah. You yeah. set up that you think you're going to kill something. That's another thing that I have. I have like this stinking thing and thing over that when I invite you down here that, uh, that I'm setting up an expectation that we'll be successful just because we try well hell that's the idea for anything right anything yeah. that we do like when I go fishing it's I'm gonna catch something you know yeah. and it's not it's not called fishing for no reason right. you yeah. know you never know we call it catching yeah you never know man and I, I let that expectation go this morning um, in that tree stand I was up there cold shivering and I was like you know what it's just okay it is just okay. How long can, did you stay in the spot? So I stayed in the stand that you and I walked to yesterday until about 11, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And then I okay. got down and went to the power line cut. Um, yeah. and just I'm just set. curious about that because that is a funny thing. And that's one of the reasons why Vlad didn't like it because he don't like to sit still. And you can walk and hunt. And you can do that. But <clears throat> at least it's my my 
experience that you're more successful sitting still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but it's hard to do, man. I mean, it's hard to just you know to yeah. sit still for hours, yeah. especially when it's cold. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I take stuff with me, so I'm not bored. The kill the boredom thing. Sure. Yeah. Did well, you take anything with you? Kill the boredom. It was in my pocket. <laughs> the phone. The I, I phone try not to stay on it. You yeah. know, like this is. I get enough of that stuff at the house, yep. you know, enough, enough clutter. And that's, that's all that phone does for me. It just yeah. clutters my mind, yeah. you know. But you could use it as a tool out here. And sure. So, you know, where you kind of like, go, okay, uh, I'll treat myself to 15 minutes of distraction because otherwise I'm climbing down. Yeah. <laughs> well, the cold got me down. The cold, once I finally was like, you know what, it is just, it, it's 25, 25 feet off the ground. It's just way colder up it here. Colder up here <laughs> it's way colder up here. And the wind. Um, yeah. yeah, and it was windy, windy this morning. Um, but when I got down and got to the power line cut, I just sat in that blind and just meditated for a couple, about an hour and a half, two hours. It was nice and peaceful. And that's kind of when I just let go of that expectation, to be honest with you really nice and you generally don't have to worry about a distraction of a text coming in or a yeah. phone call coming in because we don't have cell service down yeah. here most places, most places. So you're up on top of the hill so you can get some service it's another great thing about out here yeah i hope it never sneaks into the cabin yeah then i'll be forced to like airplane mode myself or something yeah. i've been dodging somebody all weekend telling them i don't have no service uh <laughs> and, and doing it on purpose uh guess i could just keep that facade up yeah if we ever get cell service here i think it'd be a good idea not to let anybody in on that yeah, yeah. I joke no no yeah. still don't have service yeah certainly don't tell like the wives and girlfriends yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whoops they don't listen to this anyway uh, yeah one of the things we did yesterday was uh Shane last year brought down some tree stands so that he had just sitting around taking up space at his house and wasn't doing anything with it. Well, I think a couple climbing tree stands and a ladder stand. And uh, I, I think before I even, I went hunting Friday morning and uh, before I even got back, y'all had already drug it out, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at one of those uh, climbing tree stands and was getting ready. So yesterday afternoon, we uh, LJ and I walked up, up to the west and picked a tree and got him set up so that way opening morning, all he had to do is go climb the tree, not drag that tree stand up there. Uh, they're little, they're they're little, they're handy, but they're a little unwieldy, and it's def- definitely tough to walk through the yeah. woods in the dark with a damn tree standing yeah. on the back. Yeah. yeah, it was tough getting up there without it on my back this morning. Was it? Oh yeah. Oh, did you have trouble? Oh yeah. It? Yeah. Well, yes and no. I passed it the first time and had to circle back, um, and Onyx kept telling me, you know, eight yards away, and then it would flip to twenty-five yards it's away. Not that it's accurate. like, oh shit. It's not um, to the base of so the yeah. Uh, and those little thumbtacks you put on the tree, thank God for them. Because I, I saw those two on that, and I was like, oh, okay, there it is. Cool. That's Hell yeah. exactly why I did it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had you not put those on there, I probably would have still been up there walking in circles. <laughs> but yeah, man, the tree stand's nice. It, it really is. Um, it took a little bit of getting used to. Off being off the ground, you mean? Just No, yeah, just the climber, yeah. Because the way you got to put your feet, your toes in the front... Um, tether i guess yeah yeah and your heels in the back of it and you can just kind of pull yourself up um going up was no problem it was coming down that i was having an issue with because i was trying to pull my at first i only had my toes in it i didn't have my heels back there so i was trying to pull my toes up and tip it all at the same time my brain wasn't computing it just wasn't working because you practice with that a little while man yeah you can you can get pretty slick on that that that, uh, i made a trade with uh i picked up a compound bow this year from travis 
and switched from, uh, I've been shooting a traditional bow, a longbow for 20 years. And I switched back and uh, me and Travis pulled some trades to, and I got his bow and I, and he, he got my old trusty handy dandy tree stand and I can get up and down a tree with that tree stand nice because I used it so much, you know, you just get, you know, ultimately what you really ought to do, and y'all did practice a little bit, mm-hmm. but you, uh, you got to really practice. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right. Got, one practice is not, I don't think if you do things once, I don't think you can actually even consider, categorize that as practice. <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I know how to do it now. Test. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Test right. Yeah. yeah, he went up a few times, not just once. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, unhitching it and hitching it to a tree and all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. for the full full process. Yeah. And I got to do that today, this afternoon by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I find the tree and, and make sure it was on there the right way. Make sure it gripped. Yeah. You know, because if you get up there and make sure that bottom doesn't fall out from under you. Because if you go 25 feet and that bottom falls out, you're shimmying down a tree. Yeah. And that's not what I want to do. If you keep the pressure out towards the front of the stand, it can't fall off. The only time when you get in trouble is when you get the pressure back mm-hmm. on the back, like when you're climbing and stuff. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, that's something else I was thinking about when it comes to that climbing tree stand. But oh yeah, when we went up there to practice, and I said, "Go ahead and go up that tree, make sure because one of the things you got to do is you got to tip them way up at the base mm-hmm. because when you get up the tree, the tree's smaller in diameter considerably, and you're you're aiming at getting it level when you get up there. And as he's doing it, it's something that you would never know because it was on the other side of the tree, but it had a big softball size knot oh, <laughs> yeah. sticking out the backside, yeah, and he was hooking on it, you know, and. Uh, you got a knot there, man. You're going to have to work on that for a minute. But if you don't have somebody grounding you down there, you, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screw this thing. <laughs> I'm yeah. coming down. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah, I height gave, limiter on it. I gave up on the I can't do this. Is I quit quit saying that, man. So I, I would I would talk myself out of doing a lot of fun stuff in the past and the madness. You know, like I can't do this. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to do this. I'm, I just can't. And. Yeah. Hunting was one of those things. Honestly, you know, I can't do that because of my past. There's no way I'll ever be able to, and I just can't do it, yeah. you know, and here I am. So, couldn't do it if I wasn't sober, that's there's for sure. There's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Travis been seeing some big deer over on his farm. <laughs> couple. Couple good deer over there. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, it's five miles from your driveway to my driveway. And the only difference over there is we got a lot of ag fields. The Potoka River runs through it, so it's got some river bottom land, some thickets. But, I mean, it seems like to me the deer per acre seems to be a lot higher over in that area than it is here. And I don't know why. Well, ag would do that right off. I don't know why, yeah. besides it's those things. You know? Yeah. you know, when you got, you know, you got X many tons of food right. and all, so many deer to so many tons of food. And, and they eat 20% of it. It's uh, 20% is what they take. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, you, know, you got the natural stuff in the woods and things, but you know, you throw that ag on top of it. Now, I was looking at Onyx, and I did notice that uh, there's a pretty good-sized cornfield over here on the Onyx. It's not right on top, and you know, you all got something connected up to you. Or do you all lease out some? Right, we lease so out about, planting about on 50 your acres, yeah, of beans or corn. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, I don't know. Why? I don't know. Besides that, I don't think there's any difference. I mean, same land, same, you know, the public land around here has a lot of pine thickets and stuff on it, you know, I guess that they planted in the National Forest. We don't have any of that stuff over there. There's no pine trees at all. Is there any uh, forest land attached to you? No, Just the private land. There used to be a private farm 
close to us. I'm not sure somebody gave the land to the state somehow. I'm not sure how all that's working out, but um, since I've been a kid, man, I mean, it's just been uh, mostly all private, surrounded by private land. And I had it in my head that there was some Hoosier National over there connected to you. I don't know why I had that in my head. I don't have any idea. There's a, there's a, on the back side, on the west side of the property, there's a, um, there's a couple of, of like small ponds or lakes or something down there that somebody's donated to the state. And I don't know if they've made that part of the Hoosier National Forest or not. Maybe that's what I saw. It just yeah. said state land or something yeah. or said something. There was something that yeah. clip that I saw. Some and it may end up getting absorbed by the Hoosier National Forest because I think it was just last year when they signed that land over. They do swaps all the time. Yeah. That 60 acres across here used to be private and he traded it for to Hoosier National for yeah. to make that contiguous. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, traded to no one of them pieces they own that's out there not connected with the rest of the forest they'll pull a swap with you yeah uh, I don't know exactly how that goes down but I know that has caused the forestry to continue to grow which I'm glad about and then as far as this piece of property across the street in front of us changing hands if I'm going to have a new owner I'd rather be Hoosier National Forest than, uh, than Bill, Bill's construction <laughs> development area I used to have nightmares waking up, coming down here, and, and wake. I had. I used to have a lot of nightmares. And I used to have a lot of nightmares when I used a lot. It would always yeah, be too. like negative Nancy stuff, you know. Like I would dream that I pulled up in that cabin and fell down. I mean, like fell down. Did um, you built it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and I dreamed that when I got here, they were building a subdivision across the street. Mm-hmm. I've had that one. Not going to happen now. Yeah, that would suck. But Travis does, and there's, you know, there's some monster deer on your deer cameras. I mean, yeah. you know, some of those are world-class monster-type giant deer. Right. Uh, He'll be knows? giving out his address. Yeah. Maybe he's just better putting the cameras out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got opinion. a few on the wall at home. That, uh, that are nice, yeah. Yeah, I've got six uh, pretty, pretty big deer that I've killed all at that farm. Uh, all of them have been killed out there, so... I'm not saying I'm a better hunter than anybody else because that's not the case, but I think I got a little better place right now as far as quality of deer there, and I don't know why besides the agricultural aspect of it. Yep. Uh, and those big deer that I get pictures of, they seem to disappear real fast when hunting season starts. So, I mean, they have, it's only five miles away. They could be coming through here. You know, I mean, it's not that far. Yeah, yeah they could be here. In they, got, they got a 10-mile radius. They, they travel during the rut. Did you check the collars you put on them? They, they, they won't go 11. All right. Not just 10. Not 9 either. Nope. 10. What about 12? 10s are max. Okay. That's all I know. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they will. I've heard that. They'll travel They'll travel that far uh, regularly. Yeah. Some of them they do. I, once, you know, I listen to that media podcast and stuff not too long ago. They had a deer that went 150-something miles. They Damn. learned where they collared him. And then Collar somebody, they picked him back up on radar again. There was a deer in Oldham County they called the Preacher. And every farm in Oldham County had a picture of it. Hmm. And it was a huge 220 class, class non-typical. Nobody ever got it. It's a live picture. It's a real picture. Travis it's took the other day. It's a little one. Oh, I was looking at the foreground. Yeah, that one in the background is. Yeah. Man, it is a mm-hmm. monster. You yeah. look at the doe, the slick head. Yeah. That's a nice doe you got yeah. here. Yeah. Big old head on her. Yeah, that is a, t- <laughs> that is a damn good looking Nice bucket. deer. Yeah, for sure. When was that taken? A couple days ago. Thursday. So that's, so that's all mass. That's not velvet. Nope. No. Nice. 
Well, he could he could wander over here. Yep, he could. He could We've got does. That's the one that going to shoot tomorrow. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's look and see. Wednesday was the date on that picture. Um, I've had some big pictures of deer. Some years I get some, and some, and I've got a couple of nice deer that I've got pictures of, but not like jaw droppers. Mm-hmm. Well, the ones uh, you showed me the other night on your trail cams are nice. Yeah, they're Those nice. Some really they're not nice jaw deer. droppers. No, they're they're, they're nice deer. And it's shoot if they walk by me, it's getting shot. Yeah, I'm shooting it. <laughs> I'm putting him on the ground yeah. for sure. Both those are pretty. And I had a piece of my life where I thought nice, I was going to go after the biggest deer, in, you know, like like I was going to be some kind of professional deer hunter. Turns out there's a lot of people actually doing that now. YouTube and, and has turned into professional deer hunters from just being amateurs, you know. But uh, over the last couple of years, there's another thing about like uh, I think I let some of the fun get away from me, uh, and I'm starting to watch some of these guys on like there's a group on YouTube called The Hunting Public, and they just go out and try to kill a deer, you know. And I'm like, man, that's fun. Yeah. You know, where, where, I, I lost something when I decided I was going to set some limits on myself that I'm only going to shoot a deer bigger than one I've killed before. Right. You know, that's not sustainable, first off, because sooner or later you're... Yeah, you're going to shot a lot. I do. I'm, uh, I'm trying to bend, because I went that whole time, you know, when I was down here drinking, I didn't have any interest in shooting a deer because I couldn't, you know, cut into my drinking time after we got back, you know. I yeah. didn't want... A lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to where these first few years of sober... Uh, I was just enjoying coming hunting so much. And we're in one buck state too, so once you kill a buck, if you would kill a buck on October 1st, then I'd have to doe hunt the rest of the time. And I don't know that I would just come doe hunting. Yeah. Not unless I needed to, you know, right. unless it was a depredation type of thing or where, you know, it's the thing where you yeah, needed to take some does. Yeah. I don't think I would come hunting just with the it, it makes it a lot harder to, to get out of bed in the morning, like, yeah. you know, it's when you've already field. taken your buck in October and it gets around December and yeah. it's yeah. freezing out. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then this thing stay in the tree stand longer, you know, I could Actually, see my uh, sits going, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm out. Go yeah. Back yeah. They, didn't, they didn't show up at sunrise when I, when I called them. Hmm. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you all looking at bull week over here? Some pictures of Travis's deer that he gets <laughs> almost deer cameras. That's a baby. Yeah. yeah. That was a velvet. Look at that. That was a velvet. Add another twenty inches on it for velvet. I've been hunting that deer for two years. I'm nicknaming the ghost of Tom Brady. (laughs) He's the greatest of all times, but I never see him. His rack is so it's tall. It's It's high, man. It's It's a weird. It's a weird angle tall. I was going to ask you if you nicknamed him deer aware really or not. So I usually use NFL player quarterbacks. Do you? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Which one's Brett Farver or uh... none yet? There's a little controversy going around the deer hunting circles about people who name deers and people who don't. It's a Ford Chevy kind of thing, you know. It's, yeah. But if you got a group of yeah. guys and you're trying to communicate, yeah. you've got to name you them. Do. Yeah. You know, the big ten. Oh yeah, so no, nope, not that big ten. The other big yeah. ten. Yeah, we had a we <laughs> see that. We did like a hunt management, had a hunt management system in our farm. And like we had pictures of deer, we named the deer, we aged the deer, told people not to shoot this one, you know, just so we could identify it to, to better the herd, you know. Yeah. And I'm all for that too, you know, uh, if you have a way that you can actually do it. Um, and that was like the first year I was here, you know, that one uh, little eight point came through, you know. That was a cool experience for me personally because uh, all the times before hunting was always like, I have to get something. I have to get something to take back to the cabin and say, I got one, you know. 
and and that time and and spending the money on the tag being over in Indiana, you know, at, at that time I was thinking I was like, man, I spent all that money on a tag and I'm not gonna fill it. I'm like, so what? You know, it's all good. You know, just let it walk. It'll be better next year. And I actually think that one I saw this morning might have been him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was thinking about that while I was up in the stand. I was like, it might have been him because he's a little bigger and yeah. Well, so there's definitely some, you know, and I'm all about, you know, kill a big deer or kill a medium deer. I want to kill a big one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I haven't let some of the fun of the hunt get it out of me and, and have lost something. Uh, I took around it. I just pretend to hunt. But uh, I'm reevaluating where that's at and, and you know. Because it is fun, and we come here to be successful, you know, and I don't have to kill something in order to have a successful hunt, but that's what we're aiming at, you know, and I have been, you know, last year, I well, I shot one last year, and I tried to, and then it was a couple years ago I shot one, and I, and I actually, that one, the derm brought my longbow bounced off his shoulder blade. Wow. The arrow did. It hit him in the shoulder blade, and like he shot a concrete block. Oh, and his armor on. Yeah, and... uh <laughs> So I know it didn't hurt that one. I mean, I hurt him. I'm sure he said, "Oh God damn, that hurt." Uh, but uh, the fuck was that? It wasn't a mortal wounding, but I'm relatively sure the one I shot last year went someplace and died, and I didn't find him. And that bothers the crap out of me. But yeah, that's also part of hunting too. It you know, and I haven't lost very many deer, but and I haven't killed one since 2000. But the thing about it is, we always put in a, a valiant effort in trying to oh, yeah. find these deer because I've had it happen, happen to me several times, and it's just not meant for us to get that deer seriously because i've i've went miles looking for deer before and get down to nothing no no more blood but after a really good solid blood trail like they should be dead with as much blood as they lost and then get down to tracks and just rustled leaves and just to nothing you know and you're like what else can i do you know yep, mm. yep. i did my part that he didn't do his. <laughs> definitely happens, and uh, for when at times when it, you know everything, all the signs point to a dead deer. And but the, it goes to show you, you know, wasn't his too. day. Yeah, you know, a lot of people believe that when you shoot a deer, you kill it. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times, you shoot them with a gun, they don't drop. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they run off on a gunshot. I, I've I've shot deer in the heart, and like after I gut them, and and and. and look at it there, there's like no heart left you know total heart shot and they'll still run like 300 yards they're like how can they do that you know if i got shot in the heart i'm running yeah the primal survival instinct yeah uh, and sometimes they don't know they're dead though. yeah sometimes boom flop bang mm -hmm. flop is that what they say it's a it's a it, and I do vacillate a little bit back and forth once in a while about that. Uh, not really that much, but like opening up my ideas of spiritual stuff, you know, and I got a lot of friends who will throw out the terms and stuff about, you know, not harming any sentient beings. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll slip into my brain once in a while. Yeah. But man, deer hunting is just so much a part of my life. And it's, it's, it's like I finally have realized that it's something I need. It's not, not it's a kind of something like, you know, I know I want to go deer hunting. But coming out here to the what I you said earlier about sitting out and meditating, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like the minute I come down here and pass through the gate, yep. it's almost like a meditation. And when I go out into the woods, I used to sit and purposely meditate in the woods. Sometimes I kind of do, but my meditation more now looks like some kind of non-sleeping nap. 
there's really not anything going on there. You yeah. know? I just shut down for a few minutes, man, and I uh, and it looked it would it would look like I'm taking a nap in a tree stand. Uh, I don't sort of am, but it's also it's from practice and meditation to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Shut down for a minute's another way to uh, reboot because I'll be yeah, a reboot mm-hmm. and then I'll you know because you get a little tired and you know the sun comes up and you start getting the yawns in the tree stand and. Uh, you can recharge your batteries real quick by a quick nap. I found I could sleep in that saddle pretty well, and I didn't know. Uh, it seems kind of funny how you could do that, but I can actually get pretty uh, pretty darn comfortable in that saddle and take a little nap. I couldn't imagine. Not that thing. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Well, I mean, practice. Yeah. I can get myself wedged in it kind of where I'm wedged. And uh, it's got two ropes that come up like this. And I put my cross my arms on the rope. And just sit there. Nice. It's a funny way to hunt. That saddle is. a tree stand for a war safety harness. That was a bad idea. Mm. Yeah, I used to nod off in tree stands without safety harnesses. Come on, Bruce. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. It it wasn't a nap. (laughs) It was just too many drugs. Wake up. Hanging off the edge of it, no safety harness, no no rail even. Just like kind of leaned over and wake up looking at the ground. You're like, why couldn't I just fall? You know. Yeah. I was thinking about when I did start wearing harnesses. Uh, I always thought about well, how can I fall this tree stand to make this thing wrap around my neck enough to make it look like an accident? Mm. You know, stupid shit like that. I'm glad I don't think like that no more. Yeah. yeah. We could, uh, I thought about coming down and make, you know, we can make an excuse to get together for squirrel season. We can. Hey, let's do it. Seriously. Y'all were joking about to. the crow hunting. Uh, we actually did some crow hunting down here on purpose. We take those decoys out there and try to call crows in. I never did kill one. We couldn't get, they don't ever, it's kind of like the rest of this little thing, you know, like I have seen so many turkeys the last few days. Yeah, 30. Deer yeah, hunting, right. I see turkeys. And when I'm turkey hunting, I see deer. And when I'm crow hunting, I see deer. <laughs> deer hunting, I see crow. <laughs> <laughs> when we pulled down in here yesterday, we saw a big group of turkeys it was like on the drive. 25, 30 yeah. of them. Easy. A big group of them. It's probably the same group that flew up next to Neil tonight. Dude, it was like a half hour, it seemed like, that they were flying up to the roost that I could hear. Yeah. Uh, well, they knew season closed on October 30th, so they know they're safe now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They dodged me all October. <laughs> First weekend of November, I walked right underneath of me. Yeah. When you said something, I don't know what, if I... Um, the turkey's up by the end of the road. Uh, Holly was with me over the summer and she come down here and she said I was up there using the phone man and there was turkeys just right beside me and they were just like right there and I was like really you know that's super cool that's unusual they usually don't stick around you know and she pulled out her phone and showed them to me was the neighbor's guineas (laughs) (laughs) you know what uh, honey those aren't turkeys Uh, I didn't know I never understood why they they stopped turkey season during November. You think that would be the month that people yeah. want to get a turkey for Thanksgiving? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it does. And they, and they it'd crash butterball sales. Oh, oh, yeah, it's an economic. Boom, <laughs> yeah. mind blown. Yeah, everybody go back to killing their own turkeys, right? Because it's easy. They can't have that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the. Uh, I think I saw a justification for that someplace, and I, I don't know what it was. It's another expanding thing, and uh, there is certainly plenty of turkeys down here. Yeah. Yeah, archery for turkey opens back up 1st of December. 
Does it? <coughs> yeah, it runs uh, till I can never the end of archery right? season for deer. Yeah, they probably they probably take it off off the plate because of deer season. For they, firearms, they don't want turkey hunters out there in the woods with the deer hunters and shooting at movement and shit yeah. like that. Probably. And it could be some rural stuff too, because if you come down here, you know, technically, if you're out there with a gun, you got to have certain gun to hunt deer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be this or that. And none of that includes shotgun shells. Right. You know, so yeah. then you got to see a big buck come yeah. through and they shoot it with some uh, bird shot. Yeah. yeah, it might just be to keep the confusion and the legalities and all that. Just keep it separate, and so that there's not any. Uh, any wiggle room in there because yeah, I mean I would want to. If yeah. I went out, I like I probably would hunt with a shotgun, a deer hunt with a shotgun, so I could have shotgun shells in my pocket too in case a turkey walked up. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about boats in Kentucky is you can hunt turkey or deer all the whole hunting season with a bow. Yeah, Indiana's no October. And now December. In December, when the bow season comes back in. Yeah. Oh, well, it crosses over muzzleloading season. Well, does it? Mm-hmm. Well, muzzleloading season opens up weekend after Thanksgiving, I think. Good chance in December. Yeah, hunting reels are a pain in the ass. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I wonder why they couldn't have like a 20-mile radius on either side of the river or state. You know what I'm saying? If you live that close to the next state. Yeah, reciprocity. Yeah, to where it's not that much more for uh, out of state. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like think they, they get do. a lot more hunters. Yeah. Like they do with in state tuition on uh, colleges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you live in the metro area, even though it's a different state. Exactly. We'll let you come here for the same price. Yeah. 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 They did. They, uh, Indiana had a survey last year, DNR survey, and uh, they were asking all these questions. And they were asking like outrageous questions and like, would you pay this much to do this? This mm-hmm. much to do this? I just put no on every single one of them because every single one of them were outrageous. I'm like, yeah. no. I would stop hunting in Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start poaching in Indiana. (laughs) Not really, but you know. Yeah. And uh, Kentucky's got a better deal for us coming that direction than Indiana does. Indiana's kind of one of the worst states in a sense as far as these eastern states anyway as far as what they charge you to hunt out of state. Yeah. It's not like going out west and, you know, going elk. They don't want them fucking foreigners in Indiana. (laughs) You know, that's a big... Con, that's a big thing in some of them states out west you know there's a yeah. big controversy about the fact that they sell more out of state tags than they do residents and uh, and something has to do with some pricing and that kind of stuff and people are like man residents ought to be getting first dips but the money comes in on the non-residents yeah. and that's why that's why they're doing it really yeah. and and I don't. I guess I should be a little bit careful. I don't know this to be the fact, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, like usual, uh, <laughs> is that the whole hunting industry, everything that's going on with it, is uh, hurting because new hunters aren't growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I don't know. I mean, I can almost maybe see it when by the time I'm old man, I won't know anybody hunts. Yeah, my kids don't care about it. Mine either. Yet, yeah, yeah. I can't say they won't always, you know. Yet. Like I took to it, took it to it like a duck to water kind of thing, man. When I got to hunt with my dad, man, I mean, I was chomping at the bit. I was mad when I didn't get to go, you know. And dad would want to come down and not take me, which wasn't very often. Right. But when he would go hunting, I remember him coming home, and they would, because he used to do some quail hunting and stuff like this too when I was a kid. And they'd come home and they'd be plucking quail in the backyard, you know, and like you know. <laughs> How am I going to get to go? You know? 
quail hunting. Yeah, and that's another thing. There's just there's no quail to hunt here anymore. It's funny how it cycles around, you know. When Dad was uh, a kid hunting, there weren't no deer to hunt. Right. Yeah, it was all small game, rabbits yeah. and birds. and. I like rabbit hunting. I'd like to find somebody that had some dogs. Uh, I want to coon hunt sometime. I do too. I don't really want to. I don't want to become a coon hunter, but I would like to go coon hunting For the sometime. experience, yeah, uh, I would too. We had to do that. And I used to not want to think I had, I used to say I don't have any interest in hunting a lot of different things. I think I might just, like LJ was saying, I think I was just setting up blocks on things, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I might go kill a bear. And I would have said a while back that I didn't have any interest in shooting a bear. But I do now. Yeah. <laughs> or a mountain lion. That's the thing, our, our interests change a lot, oh, you yeah. know, as we grow and we get into different things that we never thought we'd get into. Yeah. I always had a misconception on some things, you know. I mean, for the longest time, people talked about going wild boar hunting and it wasn't no, because they, and, you know, I was, I, somebody told me they weren't any good to eat. Really? At some point, have you ever heard that? Uh-uh. I've heard they're so gamey that, yeah, yeah that people shoot that. them and leave them where they lay. Huh. Well, I heard that. Now I know people are eating them like crazy. I do have the bald eagles, and I've heard people. <laughs> I've heard people say the same thing about bear. I remember hearing bear wasn't no good to eat. Well, now I'm understanding that you know, a lot of bear is good to eat. Right. They said Daniel Boone's day they chose bear over deer. Yep. Yep. For food, They'd rather eat bear meat than deer meat. Yep. So how is it going to be bad? You know. Yeah, they really just wanted deer for the skins. Right. Because it made good pants. <laughs> Buckskin. I want a pair of buckskin pants. Hell yeah. I've got a big pile of deer skins. We never wasted any of it. Whenever I kill one, I would have a I would have the hide tanned every single time. Mm. And some of them I got, I got a bunch of them with fur on. And I got a whole drawer full of uh, deer leather, uh, just the leather with Makes the hair pants. off. Yeah, I want a pair of sexy pants, skinny, skinny, skinny jeans. Skinny, skinny buckskins. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they have to be if they're going to be on me, right? <laughs> But I would like to have a bear. That'd be cool. Uh, or see, you know, I don't know what I would. I don't know what I would do with them. Wear them down here. Yeah. Working. Wear them. pocket in the front wear them, the, wear them to the spiritual underground meeting. What's that? Tassels on. My buckskin pants. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I was just saying, I would like to have a pair of buckskin pants, and I've got a lot, but I think it's it a lot to make a pair of pants. I bet I have ten skins. Yeah. It's enough to make some pants, I'm sure. Not for me. Not for you, no. I'm a bear. Make one leg. <laughs> no, I, I, they would fit my legs. I have little legs. Yeah. Yeah, you do have little legs for the shape of the rest of your body. Yeah. <laughs> and my, I have no butt at all either, and that sucks in the deer stand. Yeah. Oh, my God, my butt is sore. My tailbone, you know, it's... Uh, Sometimes I had to adjust or whatever. It's like, ah, man, I hope a deer don't come right now. I can't even stand up. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like that saddle. Yeah. It's like a little hammock true. on your butt, man. Yeah. It just cradles you. So, we go hunt in the morning? Yeah, buddy. That's one of the things you'll find, man, that uh, enthusiasm uh, wanes quickly for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, when does... If you're not well, seeing any deer, it's yeah. Hard if you're not to seeing anything and it's real windy, state. like I, I don't like windy hunts at all. Uh, I've never been successful in wind, so I've already got expectations that I'm not going to see something. So I'm already sitting there like, "What yeah. the fuck am I doing here?" You yeah. know, I'm gonna still sit out here because if I ain't out here, I ain't, if I'm at the cabin, I'm definitely gonna get one. Yeah. yeah. 
So like, <clears throat> just sit out here and put your time in. You know, you can't be successful every time. So, but I watch a lot of deer hunting videos on YouTube, man, where people are killing big deer and wind. I mean, like windy. You can see that it's windy and people shooting. Wind used to piss me off so bad. I would get so pissed off if the wind was not going the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> like know, life? Like, I fucking know which way the wind is supposed to fucking yeah. blow. Like, I would get so mad. Shane even seen me do it in Colorado. I would get so upset <laughs> in the deer stand. I catch myself even now. You know, that little guy on my shoulder saying, you dumbass, that wind's going to scare those deer away. It's blowing right to where they're at. <laughs> I mean, that's just me saying I know which way the fucking wind needs to fucking blow, you know? I mean, fuck. I got to tell that story. <laughs> we were in Colorado elk hunting, and uh, we were down to bottom base of this mountain peak, and we see this elk way up there, and uh, we're 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 debating on going after him. We named him Abe Lincoln because we were gonna sneak around the back and shoot him from behind, and uh, we didn't realize how far we were gonna actually have to travel. It took us five and a half hours to get around to him, but the whole time he's like, "Man, the winds shifting, blowing that way." I was like. That dude's like, <laughs> how many miles away, you know? It's going to shift a million times, but let's just see what it is when we get there, you know? You know, it'll, it'll change a lot. And it, it was perfect by the time we got up there until it wasn't perfect, you know? We sat up there for about an hour and a half waiting for him to get up before the wind shifted and cow blew us out of there. But I guess he was right. The wind did get us. <laughs> Fuck that As we say, you can't beat their nose. No. Um, I think whitetail will overlook it. Uh, but I've heard of elk just don't play games. I when think it, comes it depends to the on the age of the whitetail. Yeah, They'll right. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. You're right. The young deer will overlook your smell, but the old guys, deer will not. I heard a guy twice. say this the other day, you know, and it just made sense. And I don't, you know, again, I'm not saying it's gospel, but he said, well, you got three cent deer, two cent deer, and one cent deer. <laughs> right. He said, uh, a, a fawn, it's got to have. Smell, sight, and hear you before it runs off. You know, mm-hmm. got to have three scent deer. Mm-hmm. Small button buck, the same kind of thing. Uh, Medium age deer, like a smaller, couple year old buck or a, a semi mature doe, they're two scent deer. They all they need is two of the three, and they will run off. And but big bucks are one scent deer. Mm-hmm. If they hear you, see you, or smell you, either one, any one, and they're out of here. Like, makes a lot of sense to me because hmm. big deer are a different kind of animal yeah you can watch them when you get to see one in the woods and that's you know that is part of why i'm here because there is something that there's some heartstring that gets strummed when i see a mature buck in the woods that yeah. is like that i'm after whether if i killed or not that what happens because it's a complete they just act they walk different they move different they're just completely different animal when they're in the, when you see them rather than you know like the damn dope walked up underneath me this morning. Yeah, on Saturday, completely different animal. Fun to watch them get all stiff legged, bristled up. And, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're like ghosts, man. The gray ghosts is what the Indians called them. They they would just sneak in, sneak out, and they're, just, they're going. And, you know, they can stand still for so long. You know, I know a couple times out here where oh, yeah. one has come in like an hour before dark. And it stood over, and it stood there until dark. You know, it didn't it move. Do something it just right. stood there. That's what happens. You know, and that one today, he, uh, I was walking down the logging road, and heard a trail, and uh, I heard a, chick, 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 and uh, I, I went meh, and it stopped, and I was got my gun. I couldn't, I couldn't get him a scope. Period. Couldn't get another look at him until he 
went to take off for, for good that time, you know, and I could see the antlers, but couldn't really get a good beat on what he was. I was really trying to look at him more than anything. Not really squeeze the trigger, but. Yeah, because uh, we buy all this fancy camouflage and those things stand still in the woods and they disappear and they're solid color. Yeah. With white antlers. With thin <laughs> white tails and chest, and, or I guess not chest, but they got a lot of white on them. Yeah. But it disappears when they stand still. Well, I know I don't play the wind enough. I don't, I can't, I've learned that I can't pay attention to it. I just got to go hunt. You know, uh, yeah. Um, how much I have an attitude tomorrow? It doesn't, I can't set up for that here. First off, is the swirling winds around mm-hmm. here. Uh, they do. You know, it, it's blowing a different direction all the time. And that's one of the reasons why I like down here a little bit steadier, harder wind, because the harder wind tends to go the same direction more than the light wind swirls around and, and moves actually. around on me. Um, but I think it comes down to partly it's just that I just never have uh, never have cared enough to worry about it. I don't. It, uh, I want to sit in the woods and don't make any difference. Uh, right. Get blown at, get seen, get smelled. I'd rather be out because there's a guy that says there's the other guy I watch on YouTube and he says that old wives' tale you can't kill them from the couch. He said bullshit. <laughs> he said because you would be better off sitting on your couch on a day the wind ain't right for your spot than you would be out there so stay that day stay on your couch that day spend time with your family go shopping we'll do whatever you need to do do something else go fishing uh, that's another thing a lot, of, a lot of bad deer hunting days are good fishing days yeah true mm-hmm. complain about the warm mm-hmm. uh, warm fall day is a great day to be fishing I thought about bringing my pole. <coughs> Go to the pond. Yep. Yep. Take my take my gun and my fishing pole. <laughs> we always have fishing poles here, so you can always do that on a on a short. Might be a little short on lures, but uh, we used to have a lot more tackle down here, but it's kind of walked off or something. A couple hanging up here. Yeah, a pallet and a rattle trap or something hanging there. Well, I'm running out of gas. It feels like you guys are too. That cold, that cold wore me out today. It always does. It like sucks the energy out of you. You know, like a hot day in the summer, you know, sucks it out of you. Yeah. Cold does the same thing to me too. Yeah, sitting out there all day. Yep. Uh, and this place, I don't know what it is, man, but I I take more naps here than anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and here we used to, of course, we was drinking, but you know, looking at the, we'd be sitting here and it'd be two in the fucking morning. And we're trying to decide if we're going to drink another beer or not. You know, like, oh, yeah. I had to get up at five. Uh, I'm good one for more? one. You good for one more? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. You know, just one more. Uh, just one more. One more, one more, one more. And then, uh, and then of course, you know, play the game in the morning. I was, that was, you know, I say I pretend to hunt now because it's just not that important to me to kill something. But if you watched me, I look like I'm hunting. If you see me walking, it looks, you'd say, that guy's a deer hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back then, I was pretending to hunt and sleeping at the base of the, the tree. The, huh. Yeah, my my alcohol and drug consumption uh, didn't quite allow me to hunt, and that's happened to uh, all of us at some level here at the table. I'm glad to be able to have it back. There is something yeah. nice today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's nice to sit in a tree stand and feel good. And you helped me with that gift, so thank you. You're welcome. Your, your first sober deer hunt is what got me back into it because after I got sober. I was spending so much time doing that and kind of got out of the, the whole killing part of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, I didn't realize that 
I like to hunt so much was because it was actually meditation. Right. The only time my mom was quiet was when I was in the woods. Mm -hmm. So I would want to go to the woods every day, you know, and I was just addicted to that. But once I killed something, that's when everything just, as soon as I pulled that trigger, all my pieces for any were left. Oh, yeah. Every time, yeah. Because yeah. I knew I had a lot of work to do now. I was going to fuck up my high, you know. Well, that's with the, that's part of what's with me is about coming down here. Sitting in the woods and doing this is one of the places that I can go and turn off the rest of the outside world. Yeah. You know, and as much as I try to do that on the couch at home, I can't. But when yeah. I come down here, I can pretty much turn off the rest of the world. It's something me and Shane talked about yesterday when we got here. It's like, you know what? Everything's off now. Like, nothing outside that gate matters at this right, point. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the weekend. Yeah. Like, nothing. We're, we're just here okay. present mm -hmm. Just okay. Disappear for the weekend. We'll be back. We'll yeah. Be back later. Yeah. Well, that's the cool part too that our wives know that. Yeah. They Need know they're they're not gonna be able to get in contact with us, you know, at all. You know, if anything mm -hmm. happens, it happens. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know, we we're not connected to that part of the world right now. You know, this is where we're at. And on the flip side of that, I know that everything's okay at yeah. home. Yeah, and exactly. I don't have to stress and worry about any of that shit anymore. Yeah. You know, a few years back, I was. Worried to death. I couldn't go to the store without worrying about, is everything okay? Is the kids okay? Are you okay? Like, everything. Uh -huh. You know, trying to fix managing control, trying to control everything outside of my control. You know, and I don't do that today. I mm -hmm. try not to. I don't do it this weekend, that's for sure. Yeah. You got a connection. That's yeah. for sure. I imagine know. people come with me like, well, what if it's an emergency? I'm like, man, I don't know what uh, to tell you. Yeah, yeah. My wife doesn't even say uh, that anymore. She knows. I mean, it's like... Mm -hmm. you know, Deal with it, you know. I suppose I could give you my next door neighbor's telephone number, and maybe she would answer, and she could walk down here and come get me. Or yeah, I, I say, what what did people do? You know, thirty years ago. Yep, they had to wait. Yep. And they knew that, and they were okay. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, I can't get a hold of them, but you know, I just have to tell them when he gets back. You know, yeah. Everybody, it's so now, yeah. now, 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 now. Everything's now instant gratification for everything. Yeah, I just have a fleeting thought, and I can ask you right now. Uh huh. And you better respond to it right now. Yeah. Not in six hours. I've been getting asked, and it, did, it messed with my serenity a little bit this weekend. I don't let it too bad, but I've had a situation come up at home over this podcast that uh, that has been trying to poke a hole in my serenity this weekend. And every time my phone gets service, i got a particular person trying to get a hold of me. And, uh, and I don't want to talk to that particular person. I've done told him I don't have no service. I'll be back Sunday. Yeah. And... Uh, Still pokes a little hole in it because you can't, you know, I can't help but think about it. I got a question. Y'all grew up hunting together. Who's the better hunter? <laughs> Dan certainly killed a lot more and hunts a lot harder than I, I just do. Want, I'm, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, but I'm really wondering if, because I never had a brother, right, growing up hunting. I just was an only child hunting with my dad. Was there ever like a sibling rivalry between you all about hunting? I don't think so. No. No. Nope. But I, I always have caught more fish than him. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the better fisherman. Dan's killed more deer. Yeah. That's probably fair. <laughs> That's probably fair. But there's never really been any It just got serious. The conversation just got real fucking serious. It's got real serious. You know, me and Neil's had a pretty cool relationship growing up. I mean, we had our little bullshit when we were little. You know, how yeah, fighting and yeah. that stuff, you know, but for the most part, that's not really happened. Not not near the level I hear other people talk about. Right. I was curious. You know, where there's, there's uh, damage that's been done between people that almost looks mm. like it can't be repaired. 
Uh, we never have had any of that. The biggest the biggest thing that's ever gotten in the way is uh, my drinking or drinking drug thing. First off, when I well, first off, I stole some pills from them, and they knew I did, and I lied about it, like we do. Uh, so that puts a big splinter in things pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then when I got sober, and he wasn't, then you know that creates its own complications there, and that's probably the only real bumps in the road we've had. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was when you got sober, I was happy for you. Um, but also, I didn't want to be around you out of respect. I didn't want to threaten your sobriety with my drinking because I was by no means ready to give it up. Uh, wasn't causing me any problems, you know. So I convinced myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I still had a job and hadn't been to jail, uh, as far as I knew. Uh, you really the, never did have any problems with your drinking. Uh, no, uh, not on the surface. But uh, my liver, my kidney, sure did. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, yeah. So, and then once I got sober, then yeah, I was like, yeah, I understand why. Starting to understand yeah, how this stuff works. has to clear your system a little bit before yeah. you can start like going, oh yeah, oh damn. Yeah. I guess that was. It would have been better had I done this sooner, or not let myself get like it in the first place. But you know, I remember sitting uh, down here one of the first years is because that was a little bit you know, I'd come down here and we'd hunt and Neil be drinking beer and I would. And, and it wasn't a problem for me. It wasn't like I was having any issues with yeah. it. I mean, it was it was no big deal. I felt good. It uh, wasn't like I was even tempted, you know. Um, but I do remember one time we were sitting here talking about it, and, and, and he said, I knew you had a problem. Or, I always knew you had a problem. And he's standing there with a beer in his hand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. Well, I ain't seen you put one of them fucking things down a long time either, but okay, I do. Luckily, I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> I'm not doubting I said it. I just don't remember it. Well, I mean, this wasn't an untrue fact. Right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, we we knew you had a problem, and I did have one. No shit. It's just funny to hear that because I watched you drink as much beer as I ever drank. You yeah. Know, I mean, it wasn't like a, you were a light drinker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Except for the brand of the beer. Right. Uh, Miller light drinker, but uh, yeah, and it's just it was just a it, it, it hit me enough that I remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool to see you guys sober and yeah. being here and hunting. And yeah, I'm glad see, it's you know yeah. families reunited and fucking shit repaired. I mean, it's just cool to see, man. You know, that's that's why I asked. I wasn't trying to be a yeah. dick. I know you're not. Well, you know that was one of the things when we talked about moving it up to this week. When I had thoughts about moving it to opening weekend, and my whole thought on that is because I thought the hunt would be better. That didn't work out yet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we got another day still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think generally you could say the hunt is going to be better on opening right. weekend than it is on the second 100%. weekend. Once the guns go off and that kind of stuff, things do change. Although I really think that the the hunt the shot count to me, as far as I'm concerned, was still light. Yeah, it was. Uh, and that makes you feel a little bit better because mm. there's a lot of shooting every place else and you're not shooting. Mm. It's, like, it's like, hold on. What I do? <laughs> it's going to be light be light everywhere. But uh, I didn't know if Neil would go for it. You know, you know well, technically we're 50-50 owners on the joint. Mm. So if I'm going to move my sober dude's deer hunt to opening weekend of firearm season, obviously you got to run it by him. 
And then now that he's not drinking, do you want to come? And I didn't know if he'd want to come. He may, you know, and also don't, he might be like, I don't want to fucking Which actually, you threw that invitation out before when I was still drinking with the caveat that I couldn't drink if I wanted to come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which did. totally made it. sense. And I was like, no, I don't want to go hang out with a bunch of sober dudes. I want to drink. I want to go to drunk dudes. Well, I don't want to drink in the outhouse. <laughs> well, I, I kind of knew that'd be a safe throw. Too. Did we, yeah. Yeah. It, and, yeah. I mean, you know, and, it was. And it I invited you. You didn't come. Right. <laughs> yeah, I did want to say too, Neil. Uh, it is awesome that you are here this weekend with us uh, and to get to know you better because uh, I have met you uh, quite a few times, but never really got to hang out and talk with you. And it's been really nice right. getting to know you this weekend. And uh, I want to personally invite you back next year to your own place. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> man, I must have really made an impression. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> It is fun though, man, to do these dudes things, man. And I, yeah. You know, the, this the, hell's kind of dreamy to me in a way, is to have super good friends come and spend a weekend together. You know, mm-hmm. we have deer hunting. We got an excuse in the background, and, mm-hmm. uh, and we all know that's not what it's all about. It's exactly. more about spending time with each other and jaw jacking, screwing around. And uh, yeah, it is. It's uh. Uh, it is. It's like it's more. It's more like dreams come true kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I watched my dad do that. Those dudes when I was a little kid would come over to Leeds, sit up there in that chalet, and listen to these guys do what we're doing without podcast microphones. But uh, sit there and shoot the shit, tell story, tell. I always used to say I used to lay up there and listen to them tell lies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, there was something attractive too about that. You know, there's something to watch these men sit down there and joke around yeah. and have a great time and and you know, doing all that uh, back slapping and all that. Yeah. And at the time, they were about the same age as what we are now. Yeah. And then when somebody does kill something, you get that big. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, LJ hadn't got to experience that, but I'm sure you will tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, yeah, somebody somebody's putting something on the ground. Tomorrow. Is that when somebody kills something? And that's uh, just not today. Just not today. Tomorrow, though. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, when somebody puts something on the ground, you get to celebrate that. Yeah, I, I wanted to be different than you know up there killing your elk and the mule deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a couple years ago when you shot one down here, got to eat some of that fresh meat right off the deer. Yeah, the, those those moments you don't forget. Like I can relive every almost every one of my hunts I've harvested summer or whatever, and who was there, what it was like, everything. I just remember it all like it yeah. was yesterday. You yeah, know? you don't forget there. Yeah. You don't forget a successful deer hunt yeah. like or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean yep. you remember more than you remember on stuff you really want to remember. Right. You know. Yep, you do. You remember a lot of details because you're yep. truly in meditation mode. You're in that moment, you know, experiencing that moment and enjoying it so totally much. Focused on what you're doing mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Neil came too. I've had a good time. I'm glad that uh, uh, you know you get stupid stuff. You know, like you know, I, I don't know if you're gonna like it. Yeah. You know, maybe you won't like these guys. <laughs> I didn't think that'd be the case, yeah. but you never know, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh. Shoot, I think we've had a great time. Yeah, yeah I definitely have. For sure. Uh, eat good. Too good. Yeah. Got to eat good while I mean, we're down. I know. I know. That's part of it. Made a lot of elk. Next year, we're just going to have hot dogs. Unless <laughs> somebody kill something tomorrow morning. Beanie weenies. Canned Spam. I like all those things. <laughs> They're not my favorite, but I like them. I'll eat them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've ate my fair share in these places. That's right. For sure. I'm pretty light on the food on an all weekend down here. That's why I like doing what we did this weekend. 
Yeah. Cool, cool. Any closing thoughts? You want to go around the table real quick? Sure. You want to go first, LJ? Sure. Why not? Um, first off, I want to second what Travis said, man, about seeing families reunited, man. Like, that that does something to my heart, man, just seeing seeing you guys together, seeing mothers with their children. I mean, just all those things, just, just seeing seeing you guys together here hunting together it's it just it warms my heart man it's really really awesome i'm super glad that you came really glad i got to to know you a little bit and talk to you a little bit and it's congratulations on your sobriety too man for sure that's awesome um dan thank you so much again for inviting me back man you're welcome brother as soon as i got that text i was at work dude and my little kid inside was like yay (laughs) you know just jumping for joy man i couldn't wait to get off of work and start the the process to get ready to come down here man it's well that's part of the fun for me is to see how excited you get for coming you know because it's it's old hat for me i don't i mean i get excited about it i know what you mean yeah and i'm excited like when october one comes around you know that's the kind of excitement i am because i haven't got to hunt for 10 months mm-hmm. you know and it's back again uh but yeah, that feeds me to watch you yeah. be and that I, excited about coming i get that completely because when i take like for example, when I take Ross fishing, fishing, yeah, he gets that same excitement, and and for me, it's like I just want to see you catch a bigger fish than me, yep. you know, and, and to see his excitement, it it does something for me, yep. you know. So yep. and I can I honestly say that, man, I would love to see any one of y'all kill a big deer, yeah, and I'd be more excited about any mm-hmm. one of y'all killing a big deer than I would be of making me kill more. Sure. Everybody else still the same one. Any deer for that matter being yeah. successful, yeah. whatever yeah. that turns out to be, that big deer, yeah, that'd be great, that'd be awesome, but, <laughs> any deer, yeah, no doubt, <laughs> but. Yeah, I'd be happy for you no matter what you kill, but I know that in the back of most of our heads, it's a big deer's world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've already plotted him. He's already on my wall. <laughs> I already got a spot cleared. I already got a spot cleared. The old lady's pissed about it, but, you know. <laughs> She's already pissed. She's already pissed. I told her the other night, I said, look, he's going right there. <laughs> I ain't going put no yeah, damn deer on my wall. On my <laughs> yes, wall. I am. <laughs> you like my house. got to have a whole separate room for it. Yeah, yeah well, then she, we got to get rid of a kid then. <laughs> I got a whole separate place. <laughs> my wife said, you can have those on the wall, but you're going to have them in your own fucking room where you put those at. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, any deer I mount's going here. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not welcome in my home. I have them back in my house now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> my house is obviously a bachelor house you walk in there it takes about 3.2 seconds to tell no woman lives there <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah my concluder would be the um, the, ex- the excitement coming up to this weekend was uh, that LJ you know was so excited about coming out to deer hunt this year yeah. and, and just all the things stalking that, him at the Cabela's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the things that came through for him and when he let go and just let the process happen, and, and uh, as far as work and everything yeah. else, and, and he's been asking a lot of questions, and I've been excited to answer them, you know, and just be able to help him learn more about hunting. I, I've yeah. been enjoying that, it's kind of like a hunting sponsor, you know. What I mean, that's yeah. what I felt like, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's just, it's just been really cool to, to watch all this and be part of it. And I'm just so excited for you to uh, experience what we've all experienced and, and to be here for that moment. Yeah. You know, today I was hunting kind of. I wanted to stay real, kind of close to you. Just, because as soon as your gun went off, I was running to you. Like, seriously, I was going to be running to you, man. And uh, just just to be there to experience it with you, man. Because uh, yeah. it, it's going to happen, and it's going to be awesome. And I, I just can't wait. Uh, yeah, Dan, thanks again for inviting us, man. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. I know I, 
you hadn't said anything about the deer hunting. Like you were kind of waiting, in, but I kind of said, hey, uh, I ain't trying to invite myself, but <laughs> we're going to do this deer hunt again this year, you know? But, uh, I know people got scheduled. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, my wife's pretty good about that stuff. I like to give her yeah. as much heads up as I possibly can so we can make arrangements for it to actually happen. Um, Part of my uh, foot drag was talking about moving to open weekend. Yep, yep, I remember. I remember, yep. But, yeah, man, I'm just super happy and feel blessed to be here. And just, yeah. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in total peace here, so thank you very much. Thank you, brother. Love you. Love you, too. Trav, Trav. I feel like we just got started. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. started Fuck, I mean, I feel like I we're know. closing I know, now. right? We, we don't just have to hide here. Fuck, uh, deer season is like three weeks long, I thought you was falling asleep on me. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm talking about the whole season altogether. Yeah. Right. I, I thought that shot out, my wad by the time this weekend. I want to throw out an invite. These guys just started hunting. I want to say the next, the next two or three weeks that I hunt, anytime I go, I'll let you know if you guys want to come with me to my place. You're more than welcome to come along. I'll cover. Um, over the next couple of weeks, I'm probably going to hunt three or four, five or six more days uh, when I can. Um, there's something to be said, man, about, about LJ, dude. I mean, really, to be, what's LJ, 40 years old? And to be like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll go hunting. You know, like, I mean, most of us have all been doing this our whole yeah, life, right, you know? Right. I mean, that's like, it's, 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 there's something to be said for that, man. I'm, I'm super glad that you came. Super glad you're here. This is your second deer hunt. You still haven't even seen a deer in the woods and you're still fucking here. I mean, that says a lot, dude. I mean, I, I fucking spent yeah. two years and don't see a deer. I'm going to fucking start throwing shit, you know, in the woods, you know what I mean? I, Hell no, I went out and bought uh, a gun. So, <laughs> yeah. just stick with it, dude, and, and when yeah. it happens, it's going to be such a fucking payoff it's not even yeah i can't even explain to you dude just like when we went turkey hunting it's mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be a huge mm-hmm. uh huge event i hope i'm there um thanks dan for putting this together i appreciate you inviting me over here uh you know we just lost somebody last week to this fucking disease man that we know and uh i gotta do stuff like this man i gotta i gotta I gotta fill my life up with shit like this. I have to. Like, if I don't, like, surround myself with with people that are doing the same things that I'm doing and 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 these trips and and hunts and if I don't do that, I'm not gonna stay sober. Yeah, right. Look, I trust God to keep me sober. Yeah, but I gotta do my. I gotta do yeah. something for my soul. I gotta do something over here. To, you to, have to, to fill that vacuum. I have to remind myself that this is this better. Yeah. than me being drunk or me getting I have to I have to remind myself of that sometimes man and that's what this does so thank you right, Dan yeah. thank mm-hmm. you for reminding me why I'm doing what I'm doing today that's what this does for me um, because like I said we lost somebody this last week that we know you know acquaintance yeah. but that reminds me of what's waiting for me if I don't do this yeah. like if I don't keep doing the things that fill my soul up dude like if I don't keep doing those things that, that make me happy sober then I'm going to go back to what I no will make me happy the other way. I mean, I'm going to do that. So, uh, thank you for, for hosting this. Thank you for having this. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, we're just getting started. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Can I chime in one more time real quick? I want to say thank you. Okay. I'm sorry. I want to say thanks to Shane and Travis, man, because I know I've burned y'all's phones up the past two weeks with, do I do this? Do I look at this? Check this out. Yeah. Check this gun out. Is this okay? Is this, you know, I, I, and I, it's, I appreciate you guys, man, because oh, yeah. I sure as hell wouldn't yeah. be here if it wasn't for y'all. All of y'all. Every one of y'all. Yeah. 
you know, Neil questions. included. Like, this is your place too, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. I wouldn't be Thank here if it wasn't for you, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wouldn't fucking be me here. no questions. Fuck Dan. Thank Neil. Because uh, you got a lot of <laughs> shit going on, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm bothering you. Uh, I've still got that, that alcoholic part going on in my brain. Like, he's a fucking super busy dude, and I don't want to bother him. You know, Travis is at work with yeah, me, and I know yeah, he doesn't do shit at work. Travis. He doesn't do no, nothing at work. He works lick. for himself. I can bother them all damn day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate you guys, man. I love y'all to death, and I don't know that I'd be alive if it wasn't for you guys. Yeah, just real. don't give up on the hunting thing, man. Hell no. Like I said, I just went out and bought a gun. I'm telling you, the payoff giving up. in that few split seconds of your life, when time just fucking stops and stands still mm-hmm. because you've got a deer in front of you and you're getting ready to fucking kill it, you know, it's not about that, but it's just about, yeah. you'll know when it happens, dude. It's just, I can't even explain it. You yeah, know? Yeah. But once once that, I think that once that affects your life and once that happens, like if, if it's in your blood, like you'll you will it. never be <laughs> able to know not it. deer hunt. <laughs> like it's, you'll know the rest of your life you're going to be doing this, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so yeah. stick cool. with it, man. Absolutely, yeah. appreciate you guys. Yeah, bit me a long time ago, and yeah, and yeah, that's you're you spend an awful lot of life energy looking for them. A couple few seconds. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Thanks, Travis. Yeah. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Thank you, Neil. Uh, no, I just want to say thanks, guys, for coming down. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's like I said, I've, I've met, I can't say with 100% certainty, LJ, that I've met you before, but I know I've met Shane and, and Travis, but that's what I did was met them. I didn't talk mm-hmm. to them. I didn't, didn't get to know them. So this weekend's been a great opportunity to spend some time learning more about them. Uh, it, it's, it's very enjoyable. Uh, I've regret turning down the opportunity to do this to at least the last season. I know I could have pulled it off. Uh, season before, I can't remember. Probably not. Could have done it the two years ago. Um, but anyway, no, it's uh, been a great time. Dan, thanks for putting it together. Um, uh, fantastic meals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The everything, all the work you put into to making this go off as smooth as it has. Um, uh, next year, work on getting a couple more deer within our tree stands. Uh, no, I know that's out of our control. I've hunted long enough to know that uh, sometimes one. you see them, sometimes you yeah. don't. Uh, I have one way to uh, affect that, and it is on my list. I keep on saying I'm gonna work harder at it, and I just gotta find. I gotta find a way to do that. More food plots and me, more deer. Oh yeah. Um, well, we can't exactly plant 50 acres of corn. No, uh, but uh, remember back but, when I used to have all yeah. eight of these food plots going, yeah. we saw more deer. Yeah, we did. <laughs> now and maybe. Couldn't yeah. be a coincidence, but I don't believe so. Yeah, well, I was just joking about that. Uh, so um, I know it, it, it's public property. There's only so much we can do with what's yeah. available yeah. here. Uh, I could maximize what I have. Yeah, you know, uh, I could maximize what I have. Right. And I you could flatten all that. the woods on your property and make it all a big food plot <laughs> and have all these woods around you. Yeah. Yeah. forty-acre cornfield yeah. out of our forty acres. Yeah, uh, they'd be coming for miles. Yeah, spend all that time and effort to. Uh, End up just paying all any any money we made off the corn. We paid in taxes, not being classified forest anymore. Right. But, uh, no, it's been a great weekend. Like I said, uh, uh, I wish I wouldn't have put off coming down, hanging out with you guys. I know I've, I have passed up at least one other opportunity to do so. Uh, really uh, look forward to 
to doing it again next year. Then uh, you know, if I add in some turkey hunting or some other mm-hmm. some other get-togethers, and I've had some hang-ups. And yeah, they, it's Dan's friends from where I don't know these guys go hang out, cooped up in a cabin. How many guys are he bringing anyway? Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. But uh, no, we talked about it, and I said, yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I could enjoy that, and it's uh, I'm very very happy that. Uh, that I did come down and get to spend it with you all and come down LJC and the excitement in you, uh, knowing that, uh, Hey, we still got all day tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, uh, no telling what could happen. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's always dark. there. You never it know. It's takes a, one, baby. Yeah. It only uh, takes one. I, the old saying is the longer you've gone without seeing the deer, the better your odds that you're going to, yeah. uh, yeah. at least I, I convinced myself that I don't, I don't know how accurate it is, but, I like that. Uh, yeah. it's whatever keeps me in tree stand another 15 minutes, another 15 minutes, another 30 minutes, whatever I can do. Just, mm-hmm. just a little bit more time. Uh, yeah, my feet are numb. Can't hardly move them. It's going to suck climbing out of this tree stand, not being able to feel my feet. But I'm gonna stay here a few more minutes anyway because I don't know what's gonna yeah. happen in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but the excitement is uh, the first time around. It's, it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Cool, cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you, brother. Thanks for uh, inviting me in on your first podcast. Uh, I should your say first that, podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, my first podcast. Uh, I've actually not only have I never participated in one, uh, I can't say that I've ever even listened to a whole one. I've listened to piecemeal a couple minutes here and there. So, uh, a podcast your or mine? Yours. Yeah. Um, he listens to all the other ones just like yours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just not. I'm not a big podcast guy. I don't. I don't listen to them. Um, I, I probably should. Um, but anyway, it's been interesting being being a part of this one. So thanks for that. It's another one of those things that it's like I feel like I need to do today. The podcasting has kind of become a part of me too, you know, and uh, uh, there's something inside that whenever I don't have a guest or if I end up not, you know, missing a week when I don't have a new episode, it's something that bothers me. You know, it's a it's a problem for me. Uh, so, you know, to piggyback on Travis, you and then uh, that vacuum that's created when we take that whole element out of our life because what happens is, is that's a little piece of our life to begin with. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and it dissolves almost your whole life. And that's all you're doing. And if you just put that down, you got, you like you said, you got to find whether it's a reconnect to things you used to do uh, or create new things that you didn't used to do or some of both. Uh, you have to do something like that or I don't think you're going to stay sober. And, you know, you were saying that and the guy we lost, you know, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking and I know him pretty decent. I'm like, I don't think he has anything. You know, I, I never heard him talking about something that he did, you know, and if I, he's a Facebook friend of mine and stuff like that, so you would see if he had something he liked to do. That's the one place you'd see him posting. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, uh, you know, you look in the big book and it says some things about Fred and Jim and these people about why they didn't, why they drank or why they died, you know, and they'll say stuff like they didn't enlarge your spiritual life or they didn't. Uh, wouldn't accept a spiritual answer or uh, and you know maybe uh, not not making damn sure you fulfill that vacuum that's uh, gonna that's gonna be created when you stop this shit uh, luckily uh, luckily we had some stuff you know as far as I'm concerned what I'm glad I, I didn't play. well the podcast is something I developed new but uh, most of it was actually going back to things that did bring me joy when I was younger that uh, alcohol and drugs dissolved. Consumed. Consumed, mm. yep. 
uh, and things like LJ, you know, we when I walked up, we went and put that tree stand up there, you know, and I, I hesitate because I, I know a lot about deer hunting, but I also go, you know, my head is full of information I've heard, you know. So we're walking up there, I'm saying, well, see, kind of the thing is, and here's what we're trying to do, and here's, you know, uh, we don't want to spread our scent too much around up in here, you know, we want to get up in here, get our thing in here, and get the hell back out, and uh, and then, but when you leave tomorrow, go out a different way than we came in. You know, today we're going to go the same way because we're going to keep our scent down on this one path today. Uh, but tomorrow when you leave, go a different way because <laughs> you might see the sign around the corner, you know, and just all that stuff. And that brings that back to me, you know. Uh, there's something about teaching people how to do something, even when it comes to, like, being sober, right? Yeah. When you're a sponsor. Uh-huh. And about that joy you get when you're just teaching somebody else how to be sober. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I say something about that? Yesterday, when you uh, came back in, you're like, hey, I think um, the less people probably better to go. Uh, me and him had already said that in, in here, and I was also thinking, I think it would be better for you two to go just you two, so you two can have like a little bonding yeah, moment yeah, just going out there too, you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. we've all been teaching them things, and then you taught them, you know what yeah. I mean? Yep, yep. Uh, so that whole thing of when you're teaching somebody to do something that you like to do, you know, there's some joy there all the time, you know, no matter if it's showing a little kid how to shoot a bow mm-hmm. or a buddy how to shoot a bow or, you know, whatever it is, when you're giving away your knowledge, uh, there's something that comes back and reflects back on, you know, when I'm giving away my knowledge or something that reflects back into me that brings some joy to my life. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and but I'm like hesitant to do it, you know, because I don't want to sound like a know-it-all no, preacher no. either, you know. No. Uh, I don't think I come off like that. Uh Another thing I was thinking is like you, know, uh, Neil was talking there for a second. I thought, oh, what do you think I was going to have some asshole friends? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Thumping I've always squares. had pretty cool friends yeah. for well, the most part. Fucking AA uh, squared. It's yeah. that scared of the unknown. Yeah, yep, it is. It's, it's, it's me trying something new. Yep, you know, yeah. I've been here a million times, but not in this environment with you guys. So right. it's, it's a little bit off my norm. Yeah. And that's where I was going with that is that, you know, one of the, another one of these vacuum things is that's being refilled is to, all the time we spend together, we get to know each other better and we build our relationships with one another. You know, I mean, that's ultimately what's happening here, probably at the ground level beyond everything else, mm-hmm. is that we're all building this relationship that we have with one another. And, uh, and, and you know, there's something that's, that I didn't do before, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I, I kept you at a distance. Yeah. You know, uh, I wasn't going to let you see me too well, right? Mm-hmm. And here we get to kind of can't see take our room. pants off and uh, <laughs> and 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 just let all the guards down and mm-hmm. be us here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, say things you can't say in public and uh, do whatever we want to do down here. So I thank every one of you all for coming and doing it with me. That's what kind of like I said. You know, at some level, this is uh, hey, will you all come play with me? You know, it's like going up to knock on the door to some kid. Will you come out and play? Will you come play with me? And uh, at some level, that's what I'm asking you all to do. And you all say, yeah, I will come play with you. And uh, so I appreciate that, man. And uh, I'm really glad Neil's here this year, too, man. There's something uh, in my heart that's uh, touched because of that particular element of this weekend, too. Mm -hmm. because we had such a good time, so much, so much of our life and everything, and that got damaged for a while. And I'm hoping to that that we're rebuilding that. Uh, I told somebody some while ago uh, that I miss my little brother, and uh, so 
just a lot of cool stuff going on. We just need to get some deer killed, I think. <laughs> Sighted anyway. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I always end this thing with two things, and I'll keep on doing it. When something works, oh, now it's going to be three things. When something's working, keep doing it. When it ain't working, stop. And that's why I keep doing this, because this keeps working. Uh, if you're not having a blast in your sobriety, it's your own damn fault. Because we're having a blast down here this weekend. Uh, I learned to have fun again. And thank you all out there for allowing this, these five men, these four men and I, uh, to participate in our recoveries in this manner tonight. Peace out. Yeah.